Hi, I'm Phil Main, and this is A Life That's Good. We've said it a lot over the years, if we all give a little, we all get a lot. But I think sometimes you can hear something so often that you don't really hear it after a while, and we need to keep hearing those words. None of us is going to escape the need for health care of some kind in our lives, and why wouldn't we want it to be the very best it can be? I've missed the live studio broadcast over the past couple of years. We've had some really great parties in there and raised some serious money, but not getting together in the old CKNX TV studios isn't stopping us. And this year, it's the 22nd annual CKNX Healthcare Heroes Radiothon. Millions of dollars have been raised and thousands of lives have been made better because of it right here in Midwestern Ontario. The date this year, October 21st, and you can listen to the entire broadcast on AM 920 CKNX. It's hosted by my friends and co-workers, Julie B. and Buzz Reynolds. Most of the rest of us here at the radio stations in Wingham, well, we'll be in and out with reports and a few special interviews, including some with our guests that are here on the podcast today. We're just getting a little bit of a head start. We're going to get to know a few of the people I've worked with over the past couple of decades. I absolutely love their passion for people and the love they have for their foundations and their communities. Now, the number of hospitals that participate has fluctuated somewhat over the years. This year, there are eight hospital foundations. But I'm going to chat with three of the people who have been driving forces for their foundations over the years, all of whom have become pretty good friends through the Radiothon, not just with us here at the radio stations, but also with each other. Dale Franklin, the Palmerston and District Hospital Foundation, Nicole Utsi, Wingham and District Hospital Foundation, and Wendy Hutton, Seaforth Community Hospital Foundation. Let's talk local quality health care this week on A Life That's Good. All right, Millie is here, and Wendy Hutton, Seaforth and District Hospital Foundation, is also here. How many years have we known each other? More than five. <laughs> I think a lot more than five. How long have you been involved with the Radiothon? With the Radiothon, personally, since about 2010, 13 years. Okay, and all with Seaforth. Always with Seaforth. Uh, are you a Seaforth girl? No, sir, I'm an import. From? Camp Borden, do you believe it? No. I'm one of those good old army brats, relocated, followed husband, got married, you know, the usual routine, ended up in Pickering, uh-huh. and then we moved to Seaforth from Pickering. Your husband's name is? Barry. Of course. And I know Barry as well. You do know Barry. I could have just said that, but... Um, it's is more fun. Barry local? St. Mary's. Okay, so that's pretty local. <laughs> sort of, kind of. <laughs> wow, okay. That's so outside of Huron County, though. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Perth. It is, right? Perth. It's one of those things I love about this. I've known you for so long, but I don't know, you know, all the little, where, where are you from and where'd you go to school and where'd you grow up and all that kind well, of stuff. I know. You're lucky. You're a Godrich born and bred, are you not? I'm not born. No, it's no. a trick. Oh, I'm see? a trick. You're a trick. Yeah. That's where my heart is, for oh, okay. sure. Uh, we moved there when I was five. I think I was five, five or six. Little. So I was raised there. He didn't grow up yet, though. No. No, I think he's still working on that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I don't know if I can handle the two of you here together. Probably or not. not, but uh, you can try. <laughs> well, you can cut me out. That's okay. uh, no, I don't think we'll do that. So where did you go to school, then? 
all over the place. Camp yeah. Borden in yeah. Germany, high school in London. I'm the only one of my siblings that went to a privately or public school. The rest uh-huh. of them were all Department of National Defense schools. Wow. And what did you do for uh, for a career? I was in customer service because I like to talk. I didn't know, know that about you. you did, yeah, I bet you never guessed I like to talk. Why aren't you in customer service? Me? Well, I'm just thinking it tracks. Because I like to talk, but I don't like people to talk to me. Oh. <laughs> That's why you do customer service on the phone. Then you don't have to look at them. Ah, okay. That would work. What made you want to... Um, do what you're doing with the hospital foundation anything specifically just local helping local when we moved to seaforth i didn't really know anybody Mm -hmm. and it was suggested that hey maybe you should try being involved with this so here i am at the foundation yeah been there for a while and you got hooked i got hooked yeah what do you love most about it about seaforth or the hospital foundation i like the hospital foundation because it it works locally, like all the money that we raise stays at the Seaforth Hospital, yeah. which is really good. Get to know lots of people. And what do you like most about Seaforth? Small town. Yeah. And everybody knows everybody, yeah. which is good and bad. But <laughs> <laughs> Depending on whether you're good or bad. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So it's the 2023 Radiothon. Wendy Hutton is here from the Seaforth Community Hospital. How many years have you been involved with, or has the Seaforth Foundation Since been involved. the very start, they were one yeah. of the first hospitals that CKNX enrolled, coerced. Wow. Do you know how much uh, you've raised in all Over those years? A whole bunch. Over <laughs> a whole, <laughs> whole bunch. bunch. A little over 775,000. Holy. That is a whole bunch. That is a whole bunch. So the hospitals combined, the thanks to CKNX and all the great staff here, have all raised over $13 million. Oh. That's a lot of zeros. That is a lot of zeros. You're kind of back at it after COVID, are you? We are. And people are more involved in community events. We had a really great year last year in 2022. There was a well, they call themselves the Young Bucks, but I'm not really sure how young these gentlemen are who play hockey. Uh-huh. So they raised us over $40,000 last year. We had a very gr- generous bequest from a couple of gentlemen who passed. So we bought a whole bunch of stuff. We have a shopping list that HPHA puts together for us, and we kind of, we as a foundation, look over it and say, okay, we can commit to over $300,000 for the fiscal year, Mm -hmm. and this is what we will buy. And there's a whole shopping list of things from a cardiac monitor to... This is a fun one. Do you know what our Toronado is? It is a fun piece of... It's a drink with whiskey and... No. Could be. I'm just making things up. It's a piece of equipment that cleans medical equipment from the urinals that you sit on if you're in the bed to all... It makes everything sterile. Wow. And it's called what again? Tornado. Huh. Yeah. So I guess you're supposed to think of a tornado. It cleans like a tornado. Yeah. Do you know what I... Do you know? I don't know what a lot of these... pieces of equipment are sometimes or how they're used. I do know I'm really grateful in almost every case that we've got them. And I also know they have one thing in common, and that is that almost all of them are really expensive. Yep. Don't find too many cheap things nowadays. So we're looking to purchase a new portable ultrasound 
and it alone is about $71,000. So, you know, we're hoping to raise 50000 with the Radiothon. And a portable ultrasound is you, will be used mainly in the ER department. So if you've watched Grey's Anatomy or Chicago Med, you always see people in the merge having the ultrasound helping the doctors yeah. out. So that's a very important piece of equipment. And we all watch TV and we all watch those shows, so you'd be able to understand what 100%. I'm talking about. <laughs> For Radiothon Day, what are some of the things that are going to happen that uh, you want people to know about? This is a really good thing because we're back in person, as you said, Phil. Yeah. So we are down at the information booth downtown from 10 o'clock until 4 o'clock, the full Radiothon hours. And we'll be cooking hot dogs down there. We have nice people down there who are more than glad to take your money. But if you don't want to go there and are looking for a cup of coffee over at Tim Hortons from uh, about 9.30 until 11, you can go inside, have your coffee free, provided by Tim Hortons. And there's more nice people there who will gladly take your money. So it's a fun way to get together. And there are more exciting ways to donate than ever, like there. ways to make it happen, easy ways. Isn't that fun how yeah. easy we're making everything nowadays? Yeah. So if you're standing at at a shop that happens to have the poster in it, there's a yeah. QR code right on there that you can do the fancy-dancy scanning. My millennial wife here did that on our business cards for this podcast, A, a Life That's Good. You just point your phone camera, right? Mm -hmm. Say how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you Open your camera and your phone, yeah. point it at the QR code, and a little link will pop up that you can click. Bada boom, bada bing. And that's that simple. That's And that is the way of the millennial generation, you right? Got the, because yeah. they're, they're hanging around. Well, quick hanging and easy? Around. It's quick and easy. If that's not quick and easy enough, you can text 41010 Hero Seaforth, and that will automatically do a $10 charge to so your you text cell bill. So you text 41010 and then you just comment Hero for UC Forth or right? Mount Forest or wherever. And that automatically donates $10. $10. Perfect. And if that doesn't work, mm -hmm. you can do an e transfer okay. to the Seaforth Foundation. Mm -hmm. Or you can just call us mm -hmm. at the hospital, 527 1650. Or you can call. One eight seven seven two seven seven three four eight six. That's wow. the radiothon number. There's no excuse to not give, is there? No. And you could stop me on the road, and I'll take your money there too. <laughs> okay. Who did we just drive by, dear? I think that was Wendy. Somebody's got her pulled over. Unless you're a cop, and then maybe not. That would be my son-in-law, so that would be okay. okay. As right. long as he gives you money for the radiothon. That's right. That's right. All right, Wendy Hutton. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Always fun to talk to you, Phil. What's the total again? Fifty grand. Fifty grand is what we're hoping for this year. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Phil? You want to leave us with? Thank you. Thank Sorry. you to everybody who's donating. Thanks to CKNX. I mean, they've been our main supporter, letting me hang out and pretend I know what I'm doing at the radio. That's what they do for Phil too, and they've done it so Check, well for please. Phil. Check, please. All right, Dale Franklin, Palmerston and District Hospital Foundation, Nicole Yutzi, Wingham and District Hospital Foundation, and Millie, the Philmain Foundation. Thank you. We're all together at last. <laughs> nice I don't think I've ever you. chatted with the two of you at the same time, have I? Not on a microphone. Certainly okay. yeah, sure in the old days, <laughs> um, you know, over the person. years. Yeah. We're both really not old, but anyways. So, Dale Franklin, where are you from? 
Well, I live in Drayton, and I work for the Palmerston Hospital Foundation, so, you know, just down the road a little piece. Born and raised in Drayton, or? Pretty much. Yeah. I call myself a lifer. I moved there when I was five, so okay. don't remember a lot before then. That makes me a lifer, right? Yeah, of course. It's like I moved to God. Everybody thinks I'm from Goddard, but we moved there when I was five, so. That's exactly Same when deal. I moved from Barrie. So there you, there go. you go. Life five begins at the... five. Yes. <laughs> When did you get interested in all the hospital stuff? Well, it was an interesting uh, transition for me. I ran my own flower shop and volunteered with the foundation for their kind of flagship fundraiser, the gala. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, there was a very part-time job available for the foundation. And I thought, hmm, that might actually work really well for me. I needed to bump up some hours for one of my staff members and needed to offset that because, of course, the flower shop was a bit of a fledgling business at that point. So this little 15-hour-a-week job at the hospital foundation met a lot of needs at that time and then grew over the years to be uh, what it is now. And I've sold my business since to a longstanding employee and it all kind of worked out perfectly. You kind of sort of semi-retired. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no longer working two full-time jobs. (laughs) But the foundation is a big job. It is a big job. I don't think people know how many hours. It's a labor of love. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Still? Yeah, it still is. Yeah. What made you want to do it? Uh, really, I just loved the people that I worked with in a volunteer capacity. So yeah. then when I when I knew the directors, the board of directors, uh, was such a good group of volunteers, I could see myself working with them in in a more formal capacity. And that's that's really what we did. Yeah. Highest highs? Uh, You're going to say the gala. Of course you know I'm going to yeah. say the gala. It's my favorite part of my job. And during COVID, when we couldn't have it, we had to find um, you know interesting ways to make money. And that was all fine. But we came back together for an in-person gala this year. And it was like coming home. It was so awesome. I got dragged off to yeah, Scotland on my honeymoon. Somebody was a bit busy on a honeymoon, but I don't know. You know, we, we missed you Sorry. And, and Millie. It won't happen again. Yeah, Millie, you're Hopefully. welcome to come next year. We're going to save a place at the table for you. Yeah, for, like me too, right? Well, yeah, you okay, too. Good. Well, she can bring you along. Okay. <laughs> We're going to put you to work, though. <laughs> it is one of those. There are just a few. I mean, after all these years' events, um, there's the run in for Walkerton. That I always look forward to in September, mm-hmm. and of course your gala. There's yep. there's a few events that go on. Well, Celtic Festival, you know, I love yeah, that. I Th- those are things that I actually look forward to. Those yeah. things yeah. you you kind of catch up with all your people. Well, and that's the thing. Work can be work, or work can be really a lot of pleasure and a lot of joy. So yeah. that's those those events are joyful for me. What about Lowe's? Have any of those? Uh, for sure. COVID yeah. was a real low. Yeah. Um, I realized that I don't work well alone. Um, I need people around me in order to, uh, you know, to really feel engaged and, and enlivened. And that was that was a real difficult time sitting in my basement office working by myself. Mm. I really, you know, you kind of get to the point where you go, I know what my job is. And I've always told people that my job is not raising money. My job is relationship building. And that was a real that was a real testament to that because yeah. you can't build relationships as easily when you can't see people face to face. So Truth. COVID was definitely a low, but for the most part my job is very much a, a joy and it's a vocation as opposed to a job. For, for anybody me. I think I've ever known that was successful in I don't want to call what you do sales, but in a matter of speaking, it it's it sales, is in a lot of ways. raising money. Yeah. 
their primary goal has never been raising money. It's always been the relationships, and then the money raises itself. It does. At some level. Very much so. I, think. I mean, there are, there's work, and I don't minimize the the education and capabilities of a lot of people that I've met along the way. But really, you can learn anything you want from a book. But if you're not going to be able to build those relationships, then it's going to be a tougher sell for you. Right. And what should we ask Nicole Yutzi? I'm an open book. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, though? We're about to find out. How long have you two known each other? Dale's been with Radiothon longer than me, but I'm... I think this might be my 12th year, so... So 12 years. 12 years or so? 11, 12, yeah. She's a baby face like me. Yeah. Yeah. She is I started here when I was pretty young. (laughs) She's been a bright light in Radiothon. Great leader. And where are you from, Nicole? Uh, Originally? I'm originally from Mississauga, but I've been living in Brussels for the past decade. Oh. (laughs) That's a little culture shock, I bet, when you moved, wasn't it? It sure was, but uh, I moved up here... Because my husband's family is from Brussels, and he was very wise. He moved me very slowly. We spent difficult. about half a year to a year in Kitchener, half a year to almost a full Just year in Stratford. Closer. And then we <laughs> bought our house in Brussels after that. So He's a wise man. Some more he and more cows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's still some things that get me. Every once in a while, I'm like, why is this place closed on Monday? I don't understand. Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. I will say, ever since COVID, I've been like, that was the place I wanted to be during that oh, whole mess. So, yeah. I mean, I have come to appreciate many of the aspects of a small community over the years. What made you want to uh, run a hospital foundation? It's so not, I didn't do it on purpose. Um, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. No, I, unlike Dale, I think many people are like me, stumble into these positions. I was working at United Way, uh, Perth Huron in Stratford, uh, for that one year when I was being slowly Yes, indoctrinated (laughs) to the rural ways. And then when we were buying our house here in Brussels, my mother-in-law wanted to make sure I had a job so I would want to come. And she found me the job posting for this. (laughs) And it was a very different job at the time. It was, as Dale said, also a very part-time job, more admin in nature. And so I was like, well, I just need something. Let's go. And it it did fit with what I'd learned at United Way, uh, the community spirit and learning how the ins and outs of fundraising. So it was a good fit. And then over the years... Much like Dale, like I learned the need for hospital fundraising in our communities and the value of having hospitals in these rural communities as a cornerstone, not only to you know, healthcare but to your economy and to the liveliness and vibrancy of your community and the viability of businesses establishing themselves here. So, and of course, same as Dale, like the people that you work with are just they're passionate about it. I'm sure there are challenges with healthcare and hospitals, and I'm sure Dale will agree that there is room for improvement in our entire healthcare system. But my role, people are not coming to me with their complaints or their anger. People are coming to the foundation when they are grateful, when they want to embrace an opportunity to do something good for their community. It's more, it's more I'm positive, getting all the positive sure. side of yeah. it. So um, it's hard to go home at the end of the day and think, well, I've just wasted my day raising money for that hospital. You don't, right. you, it, you go home feeling, you gra- feel really gratified. satisfied. Yeah, very, very satisfied. Do you have a moment in the last 12 years that you, you will think about for the rest of your life that was just that cool? Like, there was one coming really up, cool but I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Oh, there's one coming up. <laughs> but no, we did have a major uh, renovation to the hospital about five, six, maybe seven, I'm losing track of time, years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I was only about 24, 25 at the time when we were tasked with raising $4.5 million to do a major renovation to the hospital. And that 
I was extremely trepidatious. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I write newsletters and hmm. like I take minutes. And through that experience, while it was sort of a trial by fire, it ended up being one of the best experiences of my life to just see the community come together, rally around this, and to have so much personal growth in my career to learn how to do such a big job. It was really a standout moment to be able to stand with all of these incredible donors and volunteers at the end of that with a giant check that read four and a half million dollars. Like, I will never likely do that again. If if I'm correct from what I saw on social media anyway, you you had the same experience as Dale was talking about in that it was a community that did that together. Absolutely, yeah. We had a good group of people, and we reached out to the fantastic people in this community who are the business leaders and philanthropists, and they all rose to the occasion. They're the ones who made it happen. I was just the I'm hoping we're going to mimic that success with our MRI campaign. Having that um, announcement, actually, I mean, we've had a lot of opportunities for really feel-good moments. We've got some donors who just have come through with amazing bequests, um, with lifetime giving opportunities, but hearing that Palmerston is going to get an MRI machine this past year has been a real standout moment. And we're building our team right now. And I look to people like Nicole, who have done capital campaigns and other hospitals around us. And this, this Radiothon group, actually, that we're, we're here to kind of chat about today, this group has been instrumental in helping us to network with one another. And, you know, I'm all about not reinventing the wheel. If somebody's done something really well, I want to learn from them. I don't want to go out and say, oh, I got to do my own thing. You know, no, I'm going to save the time, put my energy into what we need to do to get the job done. But I'm going to learn from people who have done it already. So... So, Dale Franklin, the Palmerston and District Hospital Foundation's goal this year, then? We have a goal of $175,000. That's a number that we have attained for our Radiothon campaign before. It's a bigger picture, though, because we've got a lot of money to raise over the next three years, maybe with some five-year pledging, where we've got to raise close to $8 million to out fit our hospital and buy an MRI machine. And I'm excited beyond belief to do that. So we're going to start with Radiothon at $175,000, put that in the coffers. We've done that before and hope to do that again. What's a way or two maybe that people can help you out with this? Absolutely. We want people to call on, you know, Radiothon Day is all about people calling in and pledging their support. And we want them to connect with the Hospital Foundation office if you haven't been able to do that on on the day. We've usually got a little spot set up in the community. There will be various places where you're going to be able to do that over the next three years. But for sure, on Radiothon Day, call in to CKNX. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We've got our website, of course, pdhfoundation.ca. And all of those places lead to us. Nicole Yutzi, the Wingaman District Hospital Foundation. What are our goals this year? We're hoping to raise $70,000 for some endoscope reprocessors during Radiothon this year. I know that that's a lot of big words that even I'm not entirely sure what they mean, but... Uh, They're putting cameras where you don't want to talk about it, and we all (laughs) need it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is equipment for our operating room. It's not the type of equipment that you see when you go in for a procedure. This is a sort of behind-the-scenes type of equipment. (laughs) In any case, the reprocessors are maybe not the sexiest equipment. They're not in your face, but what they do is they 
make sure that we have strong infection prevention control in our operating room so it makes scope procedures safer for everybody. So we definitely need it. It's not something you're going to look at and recognize uh, and you're not going to see it, but you're definitely going to want it to be there so that uh, you have the best equipment available when you come for a procedure in your local hospitals. And if you uh, need to reach out after Radiothon, you can get us on our website, wdhfoundation.ca. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm recalling a time in my life when getting a lot of the procedures that we do locally now uh, meant a trip to London or Toronto. I mean, I recently had a CT scan in Listowel, so less than a half hour drive. And of course, the equipment is also, I don't know if everybody knows this, but it's a crucial part of attracting new doctors, right? We are uh, going forward with a big new capital campaign in Wingham to get a CT scanner in Wingham. And one of the main reasons that that has been prioritized in our hospital is because our physicians are telling us that that is the new standard of care, that they can't do their jobs the way they want to or to the level that they want to without this, and that new physicians are being trained on this equipment. So as much as you and I are probably used to having to travel 20 minutes down the road, half an hour down the road to get a variety of services, that could be a huge hurdle to a new physician maybe coming from a more urban center or who's just comfortable with the way they've been trained to go to a facility that doesn't maybe have that equipment. Bringing the CT scanner to Wingham is going to be a huge piece of hopefully uh, strengthening our recruitment process as well. We have physicians who tell us all the time that they come to Palmerston and they have equipment in Palmerston that they don't have in the bigger centers that they've worked in. Hmm. We have the and, same. And that is something that as small, you know, Midwestern Ontario hospitals, we all take to heart physician and professional staff recruitment, nurses, doctors, they're all in short supply. They're all really needed in our hospitals. And if we don't have the equipment that they need to do their jobs, or if they can do it easier somewhere else because they do have that equipment, then we're fighting that battle every single day. So I'll just keep working with my team and raising the money that we need. And I know Nicole feels the same way. Yeah. We need to make sure that these professional people have what they need to do their jobs. Dale Franklin, Palmerston and District Hospital Foundation. Any final thoughts? I am always so excited at Radiothon time. I get to see colleagues that I haven't seen in a long time. I get to talk to people like, you know, even donors that I see and hear from once a year. Those are all really important connections and so grateful to CKNX for their support. Every year we say we can't believe that we can put this on and the only reason we can do it is because of CKNX and Blackburn Media. We're really, really pleased and, and proud to work alongside you to raise money for our hospitals. And how about Nicole Utsi? Any final thoughts for the Wingham and District Hospital Foundation? Radiothon is so meaningful to us in Wingham. It's one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. So your support today at Radiothon goes a long way to improving our local hospital. So anything you can give, we always say at Radiothon, if we all give a little, we all get a lot. Uh, so again, please call in. We'd love to hear from you. It's always a joy to connect with our donors through Radiothon. And again, you can connect with us afterwards on our website, wdhfoundation.ca, or stop into the hospital and visit me in person. And you can also catch us on Facebook and Instagram as well. All right, well, that's it for this week. A quick reminder that the CKNX Healthcare Heroes Radiothon happens on October 21st this year and will be broadcast on AM 920 CKNX between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. 
Thanks to my son at Lion X Productions for the theme music. A special thanks to our guests this week. And a very special thanks to you for being a part of this gratitude journey we're on for the place we call home. We are grateful for your follows, your likes, your comments, and especially for your sharing of this podcast. Until next time, I'm Phil Main, wishing you a life that's good.